Welcome to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast with Kristen R. Harris, where God shares all the good game because he wants you to win. This is the podcast for winners. Hey, winners, what's going on? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. You already know I am so grateful. I appreciate your presence. I love you for coming down to the winner's circle and getting put up on that good, good game. I don't know if you guys remember. It's been quite some time now, but last year for season one, we had our Game Changers on. Do you guys remember our Game Changer episodes? Well, if you don't, our Game Changers are simply people who have endured some extraordinary circumstances and they learn some lessons or aka game from those circumstances. And they are Game Changers because they are willing to share that good, good game with you. So this year, I'm actually doing something special with our Game Changers. I have a special series and we're going to be hearing from other podcast hosts. They will come from behind their own mics and sit in the hot seat on God Put Me Up One Game. So I'm super excited about this series, and I'm even more excited because today we have a very special game changer in the building. We have the none other than the beautiful, talented, musical, entrepreneurial, spiritual, lovable, and so many other Bles, (laughs) Bles, <laughs> Crystal, <laughs> Crystal Luster Boys. Is that how we're introducing you? I didn't even ask you that. Is that how we're? What, no, what's your stage name? So professionally, I still go by Luster. I've spent several years building my brand and my platform under my maiden name, but I am happily married to Samuel Boyne, so either is fine. Okay, so we got Crystal Luster and Crystal Boyne. So everybody, <laughs> welcome Crystal down to the winner's circle. Hey, Crystal. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for coming. You know, I absolutely adore you. I think you're one of the sweetest people. Maybe I'll talk about that a little later. But oh. Oh, yes, I do. I love you. So Crystal, please introduce yourself to the winner's circle. Let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. So, um, as your wonderful host mentioned, my name is Crystal Luster, Crystal Luster Boynes. I am what I like to call a creative entrepreneur. I wear a lot of many hats, and um, I'm personally not a fan of the phrase, um, a Jackie of all trades, a master of none, even though technically the phrase is master of one and not none, Um, but I won't get into that. Um, Is it? I never knew that. It is. I just found that out because everybody always says master of none, but actually it's master of one. That's technically what the actual phrase was, Um, which is another reason why I kind of don't really like this idea of being good at many different things. But then, you know, you only you don't, you know, hone in on skills on one thing or another. I have several different skills that I've spent an ample amount of time honing in on over the years. And so I'm really good at a lot of different things. Um, but I love all things creativity. So if it's um, singing, I play um, acoustic guitar. Um, I'm a writer, published author. I have a podcast as well. I'm also a business owner. So I'm part owner of Usations Incorporated, which is a hair care manufacturing company, as well as Crystal Clear Productions LLC, which is a content creation business. And um, I just, I'm a regular girl, love Jesus, love tacos, love people. Um, I love laughter. Um, I try to 
be a bright spot for all of the people that I come into contact with. Um, I'm a big believer in being a light in a dark place. So that's really me in a nutshell. And you know what? All of those things that you love, I love those things too. Tacos and Jesus and people and laughing. Like, hey, all of those things. That's why we mesh well together. Absolutely. That's why I was attracted to you guys. And then your name is Chris. I'm Chris. You know, it just works. Connection. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, since this is the host to host series, I want people to know about your podcast. So tell us a little bit about Living Room Worship, which I absolutely love the name, by the way. Thank you. So it's funny. I remember when I first started the podcast, um, I had been talking about maybe starting something. I was um, my first time ever on a podcast. Like I I had never even listened to one. But um, well, with the exception of Joyce Meyer during a period of time, I didn't have a church home. But I had never really listened to like a talking podcast where, you know, people are just kind of having discussions and not just like audio of somebody preaching or something like that. And um, a friend of mine, um, Charlie from Texas, she had me on her show. And after it was over, she was like, girl, you are such a natural at this. You should have your own show. And I'm like, I've been thinking about it, but I don't know. She was like, you should do it. So several months passed. And I remember I was sitting at home randomly because I'm as busy as I am. I very rarely have a time where I could just kind of sit at home. So I was sitting at home and um just kind of relaxing and all of a sudden I popped up and I was just like like literally popped up out of my bed I was like I should just record something and see and because I had this um this desire to like go beyond the four walls of the church that's always kind of been my calling and I've kind of struggled with that for a while just trying to figure out where I fit in like you know most people just assume that I'm super churchy because I'm always around church or I'm talking about the scriptures or I'm talking about Jesus but then on the flip side of it like I'm a very when people take the time to get to know me I'm a very down-to-earth humble relatable person and I find myself being in spaces where I can relate to people who don't go to church I love the unchurched because I feel like not that I don't love church people but I feel like the unchurched don't um, understand church and they get turned off by church and therefore they miss out on opportunities to connect with people who are sharing the gospel and so I had this idea of bringing the high of Sunday morning worship service down to a practical you know okay Sunday is over it's Monday now my boss got on my nerve what does Jesus have to say about that Mm-hmm. And so I've just been taking topics. We're on season two now, but I've been taking topics and just talking about things that either are touched on sometimes in church, but maybe, you know, it's a little above our heads or over our heads. Um, and then some stuff that hasn't been talked about in church at large, like um, sex or mental health. Um, I have a episode next week that I'm really excited about where we'll be talking about the people in the LGBTQ plus Mm -hmm. community because you know all you hear from the pulpit for the most part is how God intended us to be man and woman which is I believe that that is what the Bible says I believe that Um, but that does not mean that the church should just 
overlook this community of people like they don't exist it does not mean that we should just bash them and say you're going to hell like what what does that conversation really look like and how do we find Jesus in the center of it so that's my goal with living room worship podcast it's been really really fun and interesting to hear different people's perspective we've had pastors on we've had some of my girlfriends on definitely gonna bring your host on Kristen R. Harris soon um and we've we've had some um, licensed clinical therapists on. I mean, it's just it's been a, a blessing. I've learned a lot, and it has challenged me to be consistent with content. And I've gotten to connect with people all over the world. Um, the the reach has been across the nation and um, over overseas. So it's been awesome. Oh, wonderful! And what I think I hear when I hear you talk about the living room worship is that you're really speaking to the totality of a person, not just what we would normally deem as church stuff or the things that we hear when we sit down in the, in the pews. And I think that that's so key right now, because I guess as you're going out into the world, you are an evangelist. I hear that evangelistic Mm -hmm. spirit on you, girl. (laughs) And so (laughs) you got to be able to connect with the people and meet them where they are in order to bring them into the church yeah I I found like the whole reason why I called it living room worship I was kind of joking around one day with one of my friends uh, because they kept making a joke like oh when are you going to join the praise and worship team and I'm like you know I really just enjoy intimate worship like I can come to somebody's living room and I did that a couple times actually I went to this really small space I don't think it was more than 15 people there and I just worshiped for an hour and they prayed and it was a great time and then I've had worship in my living room a couple times as well. And I just love the intimacy and the and the relaxed atmosphere. You know, it's not like doing church where you have to dress a certain way or you have to sit in a certain seat or, you know, you favor one side of the of the um, not platform, one side of the um, building than the other. So if you always sit on the left side and third row, like that's where you're supposed to be. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's an order to everything, you know, worship can only last for 20 to 25 minutes. You know, if the spirit leads, cool, but we're going to aim to get these announcements up on time or just all of these different things. And I just, the the pay, the basis or the premise behind living room worship is that I tell people, you know, in our living rooms, that's where we do life. I think that's why mm-hmm. they call it a living room. So I don't know about anybody else, but I have rested in my living room. I have watched television, I've eaten meals, I've had arguments with my husband, I've made up with my husband, I've entertained guests, I've had Christmas morning and, you know, playing around Mm -hmm. with my nieces and nephews, like, that's where I do life. I've written songs, I have pursued my passion, I've done work, like, I I work out in in my living room, I do life there. And I feel like, you know, church is great, church is necessary, we should definitely appreciate and value the assembly of God's people. However, it's vitally important that we integrate Christ in every facet of our lives, not just Sunday morning. It should be where we do life. That's where Christ wants to be. Absolutely. So speaking about that, where we do life, I think that that's really a key statement because in doing life, both you and I know that you know, it's not always going to be the highs and the pretty and the rainbows. Mm-hmm. There are certainly some valleys and some lows and some trying times, even for the Christians. I don't mm-hmm. know why they think when they come over to this side, everything's going to be mm-hmm. all peaches and cream. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think that um, that's so 
uh, timely what you just said, because right now we're sitting in a period of losses for so many people. Mm -hmm. We have right now loss of jobs, loss of freedom. I mean, we're on lockdown right now. You know, Mm -hmm. we're quarantined through our homes, loss of wages. Um, Actually, people who are very close to me who are in certain industries because of the things that are going on right now, they have been laid off of their jobs because they're just not seeing um, the money come in, loss of hope, and most important, loss of life. And I really wanted you to to bring you on because I know that you have experienced a tremendous loss in the past. And I wanted the the winner circle to glean from your wisdom on how you traversed through your season or are traversing because I do believe that it is an ongoing process mm-hmm. um, and I think you're such a wise young lady I think I mentioned that earlier but I think you're so wise beyond your years I know that you're a little younger than me but when I listen to you speak even when I listen to your podcast or when we have conversations I know that your wisdom um, is from God and it has come from the experiences that he has allowed you to go through and grow through So if you don't mind, can you share with us a little bit about the loss that your tremendous loss that you experienced? Yeah. So, you know, loss is um, an interesting thing that has been a a common thread throughout the years of my life. Um, There are three points that I sound like I'm preaching. There are three moments (laughs) that I can can relate to or that I can think back on um, that really was about loss and that kind of changed the trajectory of my life, my faith walk and everything. So the first I kind of address in the book that I wrote, 30 Days of Change, Exchanging Tears for Joy. So a little backstory for me, I um, had a lot of rejection growing up um everything was was real cool but when I was younger you know my parents owned their own business and um there was a a tough rough rough patch that my parents went through with the business of course as a five-year-old all I know is okay daddy's not hugging me you know that is daddy mad at me and you know as an adult looking back I can understand what was going on however for the five-year-old me I just felt unloved I felt unwanted. And so I carried that around with me. Um, And it caused me to be like most young girls, boy crazy or, you know, glomming on a something that would fill that void. And so I was Mm -hmm. super boy crazy. So we kind of fast forward through all of the boy craziness of, you know, my adolescence into um, this year, 2015. I finally decided I'm like, I'm gonna get my life together you know, Lord, I want to do something amazing. Like I want to live the life that you have for me. So I meet this guy and it's really funny. His last name was Wright. And so I'm thinking like, oh, it's Mr. Wright. Okay. This is it. It was Mr. Wrong. Cause it was right with a W. So I should have known. Right. <laughs> but wasn't, um, even spell right. wasn't even spell right. And so it's funny. Like I was talking to him and I was falling for him and I was doing all of these things, you know, blinded by just uh, empty hope really because it was I wasn't using wisdom I was just wishing and he broke up with me and I remember I was so devastated I just felt like oh my gosh um I just don't understand why this keeps happening and I had decided that I wasn't gonna let that happen anymore and I was just gonna change I started hardening my heart and I remember I was leading worship at the time so I was getting ready to go lead worship and I heard the Lord say how dare you change who I called you to be 
based on a guy Mm. and Mm. I was like whoa okay I'm sorry like humble real quick and um the Holy Spirit was like just give me 30 days of your undivided attention stop Facebook stalking him stop calling all your friends telling them about how you feel stop all of that just give yourself over to me and so I did and for 30 days I kept the journal and I wrote letters to God and he found ways to write me back I mean there's this book of letters that I still have today and I remember one time I like flipped through and it was literally like he read one of my letters and like wrote a response back um Mm. and then like you know a song would come on that I was listening to this playlist one day and this song by um Pharrell Williams came on um called Just a Cloud Away and the lyrics say um this rainy day is temporary and it just it just starts talking about how like things will get better you know it won't always be like this just little ways that the Lord was just communicating to me like you're healing and so Mm -hmm. what was so impactful about that process I'll never forget it was probably about three weeks in and my perspective was starting to feel better I had forgiven the guy like I was you know starting to get better but my heart was just hurting so much and I remember I was driving to work and I just looked up And I said, God, I just really want the pain to stop. Like, can you just take the pain away? And he said, Crystal, there is purpose in the pain. If you don't, Mm -hmm. if you wish the pain away, you won't remember the lesson. And he showed me this illustration of how a lot of times when young kids are near like a stove and you'll say, careful, that's hot. Don't touch. That's hot. And they are so curious until they touch it and they know for sure that it's hot. And they never forget that pain and they don't go near the, the stove again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to burn ourselves because we just won't take the word for it. We, we keep putting ourselves in those situations and it takes that pain to jerk us awake and say, okay, this is not good. And so um, he definitely was true to his word and faithful to his word. He completely eradicated every false thought, every lie that I ever believed about myself, about him, about love about relationships in 30 days I was a totally different person and so that was kind of the the first step you know and then a few months later I ended up meeting my husband and we started planning our wedding and we're doing all these things um in September 11th of the next year 2016 um my sister hadn't been feeling well for a couple weeks we just thought it was like a stomach bug or something so she's trying all this home at home stuff and, um, you know, my husband and I are sitting at the waiting room, in the waiting room, waiting with her um, while she's in, in the back. And she sends out a group text to the family. It's like, well, they just said I have stage four cancer and there's nothing I can do. They, they were sending me home. Um, I have never known a pain like that pain of coming to this realization that the likelihood of my sister dying was just right there. And it took my breath away. Um, grief, loss of anything is hard, but it really puts into perspective what you value most in this life when you lose something that just completely reshapes your world. So like losing that guy that was hard because of what he represented. It wasn't even that guy. I hadn't known him that long. It was what he represented for me. Guys in general, rejection in general, going back to my childhood and these these things that I thought about myself that I didn't realize I thought about myself until God took me in this place of consecration. But then you fast forward to now, I'm dealing with my sister and this woman has taught me how to be the woman that I am. She she was basically me just 20 years ahead. 
So she, um, you know, we had the same sense of humor. We had the same creativity and attention to detail. She was just a strong woman of God. She loved Jesus. She loved the word. She loved prayer. And she taught me these things. She was my person. And so within three weeks, she died. And I was holding her hand when she passed away. And she took her last breath and it's like she took mine with her. It was the most horrific thing to watch. Not because like, you know, it's not like her head was spinning around or, you know, some scene from the exorcist. It wasn't like that. It was just to watch life leave a person's body and to be left there with a corpse, to be left there with a lifeless hand. It was it was really difficult. And so what that taught me, number one, is that you have to allow yourself to go through the grief process and to grow through it you know one thing that we don't talk about enough in church when it comes to that people I love church people don't get me wrong I want to be like Moses and the Lord be taking me out of the promised land but you know I'm not gonna strike the the rock or anything but I'm just saying you know sometimes church people are a little insensitive because of Jesus Mm -hmm. you know they're just like oh the blood of Jesus you'll be fine and you're like okay but Jesus actually cared and listened to people and comforted them and listened to it like he didn't just say oh get out get out out of here I'm here now so you good you know he Mm -hmm. talked to people Mm -hmm. he was kind and so I understood a different level of compassion for those who are grieving um and then one of my last conversations with my sister when she was still lucid she I was telling her about this opportunity I had to move to another city and it was, you know, a city that's really well known for music and just all of these different things. And I'm just, you know, talking about anything to keep our minds off the current situation. And she says, Chris, don't stay here because of circumstance. And I looked at her and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not leaving you and, and the business. And we got all this. She was like, Chris, don't stay here because of circumstance. And I knew in that moment that she had been reflecting over all the things that she wanted to do, but just kept putting off. And so Mm -hmm. I made a promise to her in that moment that I would not die with stuff still on the inside of me, that I would do everything I needed to do, no matter how many likes or shares or fans it got me, I would do it. I would be obedient. And I knew that she got her well done. The person that she was, I know without a doubt, there's not a doubt in my mind, she got her well done. So that loss was extremely significant and it's something that I'm still struggling through trying to understand how to live without her uh, physically here she's my best friend and so you know there's a loneliness that comes with loss um and you and you just try to understand what what the purpose of it is you know and there are some things that you won't understand on this side of heaven But I feel like I got to the point where I understood some of the greatest things like God can truly bring beauty out of the ashes. So while I miss my sister and, you know, I wish she were here every day, it taught me to be um, bold. It taught me not to wait on the right, you know, the right conditions to jump after opportunity. Just go and do. It taught me to lean into God because a lot of people don't lean into God when they hit disaster or when disaster strikes them, when, when they hit a rough patch, when they're in the valley, they don't want to lean. They want to complain. And, you know, I've been studying Old Testament. That's all Israelites do. And I'll be talking about them like, I can't believe. And then he'd be like, oh, 
<laughs> but what you let, but let, let me, me show, show you, you right? so you know i'll be having to have my little humble oh, my bad my bad you know stepping on okay but it showed me i'm like we really have to be conscious of not complaining in those moments because even in the valley like god still provides so as, as much as it hurt and as much as it has hurt god has provided people for me to lean on he's provided counselors to walk me through he has provided a way, like I'm still here. I'm still a functioning, productive human being. And it wouldn't be that way if I had allowed myself to be overwhelmed with grief, if I had allowed myself to become hard-hearted toward the Lord. And I believe that he still would have found me anyway. But, you know, those are the things that, that have come out of it. We shared her story and thousands of people across the world were praying with us and fasting with us on one accord. Like that's miraculous. And I don't, I don't take that yeah. lightly. And I know that she's happy to have seen that. And I know that the Lord was pleased because he got the glory out of her passing. The enemy did not. And so the, the most recent thing last year, so it's, it's been a tough few years, I'll say. Um, so she passed away. I had five other relatives pass away within a six month span leading up to my wedding. I mean, it was just crazy. So then, you know, you go through that 2017 um and then top of 2018 my husband gets laid off so he's out of work for a few months starts working at another company right after our anniversary a few months later he works that up until he gets fired the next year around the same time but this time he's out of work for eight months so I went from an emotional loss due to a guy to I don't even know, a total loss due to my sister passing to now a financial loss that's impacting my life, it's impacting my marriage, it's impacting my work schedule. I mean, so many things at once, but the common thread of what I have learned in all of this, and even now in our current situation with you know this virus that's going on, being a business owner, a lot of people are nervous, a lot of people are afraid because mm -hmm. there's so many unknowns. You don't know what to expect next. The common thing that I have held on to in the midst of every one of those situations is that God is sovereign. And not only is he sovereign, he is faithful. He always, and when I say always, he always comes through. There is not a time I could think about where he did not sustain me in the middle of whatever it is that I was going through. If it's giving me a, a great idea for a new project that can bring in additional resources, if it's being um, a help to other people, which internally gives me a sense of peace. And now my mind is at rest. You know, whatever it is, he always, always, always provides. And so that that's really what has kept me in the seasons of loss and grief that I've gone through. Wow. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing um, all of your losses. Well, I don't know if they're <laughs> all of your losses, but some major losses that you've experienced in your life. We, we certainly appreciate your transparency. Um, how would you say, I, I heard you say that you didn't allow yourself to get overwhelmed in the grief mm -hmm. of loss. Um, how do you adjust to that? Like, how do you adjust to your new normal when you lose? someone like your sister your best friend how what is it that you did so that you weren't 
overwhelmed and angry. I'm a firm believer in being honest with yourself and um, take it from me. If you're going through a loss like that, it will do you no justice to harbor feelings and not deal with them because they will come out in other ways. Initially, when I first started going through that, you know, I was trying to put on a brave face. You know, when you have a family business, it's really difficult when you lose someone in the middle of that because everything reminds you of them. Right now, I am sitting in my office, which was supposed to be her office. I'm sitting at her computer. I'm doing her job. Everything that was hers was kind of passed Mm. on to me. And, you know, I didn't want to make my mom sad. So I really, you know, I wouldn't cry in front of her. I couldn't go run in my my mother's arms. I didn't want to run to my dad because they had to bury their ch- their child. I didn't want to talk to my other sister or my brother because they were grieving and sad. So I tried to put on a brave face and it started coming out in other ways. I started arguing with my husband a lot more. I was irritable. I was going through physical changes. I dropped a bunch of weight then I gained a bunch of weight. And I started going to therapy. A good friend of mine re- recommended that I go to therapy. And I remember one of my therapy sessions my therapist was like, are you holding back tears? And I said, yeah. And she said, why? <laughs> oh, of all but places, I thought right? about it. And she was like, Crystal, <laughs> like, why are you holding tears? If you got to cry to cry. And I thought to myself, you know, especially for women of color, we are taught to be strong. We are taught to be the backbone. We carry mm-hmm. everything. You know, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you, you're, you know, your own boss is boss babe. You got to put on your stilettos and be the, the hard rocks. Hard rocks don't have to be dry. You can cry. <laughs> you can. And I, mm-hmm. and the thing that I, I took away is I allowed myself to feel my feelings. God gave us feelings. He gave us emotions. They are a tool. They are indicators. We're not supposed to live there. They shouldn't govern us. But if you need to cry, cry. So what I, I would do is I would give myself time limits. Okay, I'm going to allow myself to cry and pout for an hour. And then I have to do something. If it's take a shower or mm-hmm. cook a meal so that my husband can have some food. And then if I got to cry again, cool. I will allow myself 45 minutes to do what I got to do. Or even if it's a day, okay, you know what? Today, I'm just going to be sad. And that's what it is. Usually around her birthday, I give my, myself the day to feel however I want to feel. And then that next mm-hmm. day, I had to dry up those tears and go and do what I need to do because I still have responsibilities. And it helps a lot for when I have losses, like feel your feelings. When my when I found out my husband had lost his job again, you know, you have these feelings of, because my, my husband is a hard worker. He's a good man and he tries. He wants to take care of his family. So it's not like he's just getting fired or laid off for frivolous things. These are things that have been inexplicable. And it, it, mm-hmm. I had to just only chalk it up to like, okay, God, you know what you're doing. I can't see it. I don't like it. It doesn't look good. Like I was honest with God about my feelings because he can handle it. Sometimes we, we center ourselves mm-hmm. thinking like, well, God don't want enough. He already know that you're mad. He, he, not, he is not moved by the fact that you're <laughs> mad at him. He's not moved. It does not make him any less God if you're mad at God. You know, the point is to keep communication right. open. So if you're mad, tell them, hey, I'm mad. <laughs> and you know what? I What I found is that when you're mad and you don't tell him that you're mad and you're just mad, you diminish mm-hmm. who God is because you don't even give him the opportunity to help you work through that. It's so so many things that we deal with that 
um, we don't have the power to even work through on our own, even when mm-hmm. we're mad and frustrated with him. And he's like, if you just bring it to me, I know you're mad with me, but if you bring it to me, I can help you mm-hmm. to unpack all of this. I can get to the issue and help you to lay some of this down because I can't even help you because you're holding this so close and you got mm-hmm. this grudge against me. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I often I think totally about I don't have kids yet, um, but we I know they coming. We even got four words last year, so I know that they coming. Look, they might yeah. be made in this, in this COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> but I um I remember I mean I always liken it to you know how parents are like I have nieces and nephews and I treat them my babies you know I'm, I'm their godmother I treat them like they're my ch- my children and if I have to discipline them the the thing that I notice when you discipline your child or somebody that looks to you as you know an adult that they that they trust that they you know feel like they can be safe with if you discipline them they don't like the discipline but the first thing the child does is they a a young child especially they want to be comforted and who do they go to for comfort Mm -hmm. listen because you could have you could have just whooped (laughs) me but now I'm sad and I'm I'm hurt and I really want my mama to hug me so even though you just whooped me I'm still gonna run to you for a hug because I'm sad and that's what I do when I'm sad it's run to the bosom and so that's how God is. Yeah. And so it's it that is how I maintained my sanity is by allowing myself to feel my feelings, by being honest with myself and with God. And another thing that again is not said too often in, you know, religious sectors or, or church settings. I sought professional help. Thank my therapist. Mm-hmm. I say that again, girl. Help. I actually, my latest episode <laughs> um, that just came out earlier this week is called Thank My Therapist. And I have my friend Selena, who is a licensed clinical social worker. And I, I don't know about anybody else, but I had this misconception that social workers just deal with like, you know, child abuse cases or something like that. But really, they're therapists. Mm-hmm. They talk, they, she said most of her caseload are adults. And the thing about it is, mm-hmm too often we feel we we shame people to think like oh you know your your faith isn't high enough if you if you're struggling with this or if you're still thinking about it or you you struggling with your emotions that you, then you're not mature enough in a spirit no no that is not how god looks at this i am a strong prayer warrior i read my word every day and i get professional help god gifted Absolutely. the bible says that that we are uh, there is safety in a multitude of wise counsel. Wise counsel doesn't just mean grandma. Wise counsel is also counselors who have mm-hmm. spent time and money understanding the human brain. Like there is nothing wrong with that. So trust God, be honest with yourself and with God, allow yourself to feel your feelings and seek professional help. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. That sounds Listen. like a package for success. Yes. A recipe for success. Um, what would you say be besides all of that, what is the greatest um piece of game or lesson that you have taken away from every season of loss? Like, and I'm sure each one has mm-hmm. taught you something different, but overall, what would you say? Like, this is what I took away from each time I lost something in life or someone. Um, a model that I live by is a lack of resources breeds creativity 
the the more that I need, the more creative I get. And so that's how my business, Crystal Clear, was born. I needed video content. I didn't have the money to spend on somebody. And as a business owner, like I'm not going to ask for a favor and cheat somebody. If you charge what you charge, I respect that. Either I can afford it or I can't. And so I, by the grace of God, because I don't know how, but I figured out and taught myself how to start filming and um, editing and doing production. And I started investing in equipment. And then next thing I know, other people, Thank you. And you're amazing, you. by the way. Other people started asking me to do it <laughs> for them. And then I didn't even realize this wealth of knowledge, business knowledge that I had growing up in a family business. And so people started contacting me for, you know, marketing strategies and all of these different things. And I realized I'm like, man, you know, in those moments where I was so frustrated because I didn't have this or I, I needed this person or, I, you know, all of these different things, I got, it forced me to be creative. And so I think in those times, you can be tempted to give in to um, disappointment and complaining, but I think we should mm-hmm. all challenge ourselves to lean into creativity. Look at it, have a, have a perspective yeah. shift, and you look at it from a perspective of what's the opportunity here? So like a, a case in point, um, amid this coronavirus outbreak and everything that's going on and the shortage of y'all done bought up all the toilet paper lord help us um, all of the toilet paper and hand sanitizer <laughs> for whatever reason those are the two hottest items right now so for my business um, my family's business my sister my brother and I we own Essations Incorporated which is a hair care manufacturing plant in the Chicagoland area and so we like 98% of our products are hair care and then we have a couple skincare items and we were kind of faced with a couple choices because we are still fairly new and so we haven't really had the opportunity to you know just say oh we've got billions of dollars stacked up everybody just take off like you know we need to stay open small businesses don't often have the ability to just you know throw money away we have to stay open to be able to pay people And, you know, you're an employer, you have employees and their families to think about, you have your own family to think about. So we're like, okay, we have to figure out how to survive in this. So we got creative. And uh, Mm -hmm. one of my cousins, who's a doctor, she was like, hey, you guys have the means to create something, help supply this demand. So within 24 hours, we Mm -hmm. went from hearing about this virus and trying to figure out what are we going to do? to having artwork, video um, content written up, and actual products ready for production. And we are now producing hand sanitizer. <laughs> Girl, y'all better come on yeah. here. Well, listen, when you get your shipment in, I'm going to come right to the warehouse yeah. <laughs> to claim mine. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's amazing. Yeah. So, that is so, so dope. It's like, yes, that's a, a prime example of what we're able to do when you are in a place of loss, in a place of uncertainty. You know, remain prayerful. You can have your little moment. I give myself about 10 minutes a day to freak out because I'm human, you know, but then I'm like, okay, get it together because God is still in control. Get all those, the bring those emotions to him. Be like, hey, take this because I can't right now. And then what are we going to do? What can we do? Get creative. And so we got creative and we produced something 
that can supply a need, you know? And so in the same way, whatever it is that you're going through, like I urge everyone, if you're in a season of loss, whether it's in relationships, if it's in your marriage and your business, if it's physically something that, you know, if you've had surgery or something like that, like consider the perspective shift where you can see, okay, what can I do with what I have? I love it. Look, I love it. Look, we can <laughs> drop the mic right there. Crystal Luster has laid it down. She put you guys up on all the Thank good, good you. game. That was great. I love it. I'm, I'm not going to ask you any more questions. You said everything I need to know. But I do want to switch really quickly into our lightning round. We asked three questions. And just give me your knee-jerk okay. reaction. All Don't right. think about it too hard, okay? So, number one is, what is a song that instantly shifts your mm, mood? I would have to say, oh, please, y'all, don't judge me for this, but Cardi B Money. <laughs> it takes me a song. Oh, another round. Money! <laughs> Let me tell you, you are like the third person who has been on the show who has said something by Cardi. So clearly is, Cardi is the is mood like, shifter. I okay, like I can just conquer all things boss. Like anything I need to boss, I just throw up some Cardi and I'm good. Love it. Love it. All right. Number two, what is your go-to scripture? Oh, my go-to scripture. The, for the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything that he does. I believe oh, okay. that's Do you know in we can find Psalms. That? I'm going to look that up really quickly for the word of the Lord holds true. And it's okay if you don't know. I, I tell people all the time, I can get you in the neighborhood. I may not know the exact house address. Oh, it is. Psalm 33, 4. That's what I was thinking in my mind. But... Okay, look at you, Bible scholar. Psalm 33 and for the four. Can you word say it again? of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. Amen. Yes. I love that, especially for right now. All right, and number three, pick a random number, one through 2,000 for mm. a special question. 777. 777. Oh, 777. When you meet a new person, do you like to talk about yourself or you prefer like to let them talk first? See who I'm dealing with. Okay. All right. Love it. Well, Crystal, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You know, I think you are such a dope woman doing so many amazing things. And I'm so blessed that God crossed our paths and um, we were able to meet and I'm especially grateful for you coming down to the winner's circle and sharing all your good good oh, game with our winners anything else you want to say add thank before you, so you go much for having me um, you know you're definitely an inspiration so I'm excited to continue to see what you're doing and to listen so thank you for sharing all that good good game you got all the time Oh, thank you guys and listen uh crystal tell us how we can connect with you and how they can follow and find the podcast sure. uh, you can visit my on. website crystalluster.com so that's spelled christ c-h-r-i-s-t-a-l and then last name luster l-u-s-t-e-r.com it is the shiniest name you will ever see that's how people remember it so crystal luster Wow, Crystal Lester. Yeah. You were born to shine, yeah. girl. Crystal Lester.com. 
Wonderful. And where can we find the yep. podcast? Anchor, Apple, um, Spotify, all of the, the major platforms. Wonderful. So, guys, be sure to check out Crystal's podcast, Living Room Worship. And shoot me a message. Let me know what resonated with you that Crystal said, any of this good, good game that she shared. Crystal, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I love you. Listen, yay. All right, guys, I will be back here same time next week. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Make sure you follow us on social media at God Put Me Up On Game and at Kristen R. Harris. We'll see you next week.